Hey guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as The Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be an amazing episode. If you guys feel stuck, especially after service, these gentlemen, which I consider my brothers, they're going to teach you how to get out of the trenches. Without my friend Liam, without Christopher, this show would not even be here. I would not be able to do what I do if it wasn't for these two gentlemen. And I'll tell you that story in a minute. But guys, welcome to the show. These guys are OVF, Operation Veteran Freedom, all over. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. And it's always an Thanks. honor to be here. Uh, I, lo I, I love you guys. And I'm going to ask you guys separately. So Liam, what is your definition of resiliency? Resiliency? is knowing that you have to get shit done and whether it's hard or not just you do it christopher what's your what's your definition uh seeing the mission to completion regardless of any circumstance that comes your way you know um i think that a lot of times for me too I, this is like a a big thing especially for the veteran community because we uh, a lot of us lose that purpose lose that drive lose that camaraderie after and that resilience, that piece, that's a real big piece of, of keeping us in the game. So uh, I'm glad that you are preaching it and, and sharing stories on that exact topic, brother. Because It's so needed, especially in the veteran community. So a Angela popped on, Dave popped on. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We're going to be dropping, well, they're going to be dropping knowledge bombs. I'm just going to be learning. Um, so guys, before we even get started, um, a, a while ago, they came out with this new book and I had to get it um, because I wanted to call bullshit on this book. I thought it was full of shit. So I bought it and my dad passed away and I took the book with me on one and I actually learned from it and put it all into into use within the, the class that we took. I think it was a 12 week class. Mm -hmm. And as I'm preparing for my father's funeral, Money is pouring in 24 hours a day because they taught me how to make an evergreen product. So, guys, these are the guys that made me who I am today. And I'm so grateful for just to be able to call you brother and brother. So first, a little bit, a little bit of background on you guys, because we're all veterans here. Uh, no BS. So if, if F bombs drops, oh, well, tell us a little bit about your story. Each of you, I guess we'll start with Christopher and then we'll head over to Liam. So tell us a little bit about where you come from and how you, you got into what you're doing now. Yeah, no worries. And, and uh, sorry, I'm going first, Liam. <laughs> he always try, I always uh, speak so much. Usually he's uh, he gets no time, but we'll make sure he does. Um, yeah, so uh, like, like Richard said, I'm also a veteran. I served in the Army. Um, Liam will tell his story, a different branch. But uh, I was a 19 Delta, which for those of you guys who aren't familiar with how the MOS is layout. That's a CAV scout. Uh, so I was one of the combat arms inside of the army. Um, I, I, I joined the army at 17. So I was in the debt program and ultimately trained with my unit, did all the things I was supposed to do and deployed to Afghanistan, spent the, my 19th birthday on OP stallion in Afghanistan, which is like the West Northwestern area. Um, and ultimately, not even, not ultimately, two months later, uh, I ended up getting hurt. And so um, I had respiratory failure. My body just stopped working, uh, put me on life support, 
shipped me to Germany, thought I was going to die, was flying my family in to you know, basically say goodbye to me. And I woke up from the, the coma. And that was kind of the beginning of the struggle for me. Uh, was ETS out of the military, left the military, was discharged within, I got injured in August and by February of the following year, I was out. So they, they rushed me right out as fast as they could as soon as they were done with the, the medical side of things. Um, and for the better part of a decade, I, I had no purpose, no drive, no support uh, that I saw. I definitely had people in my life that were supporting me, but I wasn't willing to see it. Um, loved ones, not, not like government or anything. And um, kind of just condensed this up. It, ultimately for me, uh, I had a child and that child opened my eyes to the fact that I was not going to be okay with just having people feel bad for me and that there was, there had to be more I could do. And I just kind of went for it, started a business. It was mobile auto glass at the time. And I uh, got really miserable, really bitter, really angry and uh, was making really good money, but not really living a good life and stumbled across digital skills. What Liam and I have, have been teaching veterans now for the better part of three years as a team, but to collectively I've been doing it for almost six. And uh, it, it changed everything for me. Being able to, from the comfort of my home with the you know, luxury of the digital world, being able to create an income uh, changed my world, changed everything for me. And not just me, I was able to turn around and share that with a lot of people. Liam being one of the very first students who saw my ad and joined me and is now a thriving digital entrepreneur and a huge, huge member, a co-founder of Operation Veteran Freedom. And so to sum it all up, I got hurt overseas. I didn't really see like I had much purpose. There wasn't much future for me. I took a chance on entrepreneurship um, and through the struggles of entrepreneurship, rediscovered who I was. And now I help Liam <laughs> lead the charge with OVF. And I also do personal growth and development. I'm 100, over 100 days of the year I spend in Texas helping veterans, first responders, and just amazing people change their lives through personal growth and development. I love it. So, Liam, tell us a little bit about you, bro. Uh, let's see. I was 17 in college during 9-11. And as soon as I saw the second plane hit, I went to go to the Navy recruiter. They were closed. Uh, I eventually took the ASVAB scored really high on it and they kept pushing me to go nuke, but I wanted to do computer networking. And then they told me, well, I've got the perfect job for you. It's called CTM. And I'm like, all right, cool. What's it do? He's like, uh, I don't know. It's classified, but I bet it's some really cool James Bond shit. And <laughs> I'm like, cool, sign me up. <laughs> and Fast forward, uh, I ended up just doing high side computer networking for the NSA in Hawaii. Ended up getting injured on a base beautification project. I used to be uh, super embarrassed about that, but not anymore. And then uh, I was stuck in the bed for nearly seven, eight years, something like that. I I try not to focus on that very much because that was a painful area of the life. So the amount of time I was there isn't as clear because I, again, don't want to focus on that area of my life. I focus on the future. And after learning how to walk properly again, I went into door-to-door -door sales. Door-to-door -door sales was open my eyes to sell psychology and the psychology of people a bit more. 
I loved it. COVID happened and the country shut down and I need to figure out a way to uh, go ahead and <laughs> continue selling and helping others. And that's why I came across one of Chris's ads. <laughs> and one the I didn't have any money at the time because my income completely went kaput. And so we became fast friends and just learned while being like an intern with Chris until my skills were up there. We felt confident that we could be partners with the whole OVO project. So it was a whole lot of fun. And now it's just about serving veterans on a higher level. All right. So <clears throat> I want to dig a little bit deeper into, into our conversations, but I guess I'll thank our sponsors now. Uh, the sponsor for today is OVF, obviously, Operation Veteran Freedom. Like I said, without you guys, I wouldn't have a coffee brand. I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, my book wouldn't hit number one on Amazon twice because I didn't even know what the hell an evergreen product was. If you said evergreen, I would have probably went, went to Walmart looking in the gardening section. I had no clue until you guys sat me down and taught me what this stuff was. So without OVF, I would not even be here. So I want to thank you guys. Guys, if you're a veteran and you want to become an entrepreneur, you need to become a part of Operation Veteran Freedom. So, And we'll talk about that in a minute. Also, guys, if you, you may not be ready to be an entrepreneur, so you need some money coming in. And, and my, guy, my friend at MaxFab Consulting, um, what he does, he goes into companies. He tells them why you need to hire a veteran, what the veteran's needs are, and how to get the best out of a veteran. Because if you're a CEO and you have a problem, if you put 10 veterans in a room, tell them, listen, you're not going to leave this room until the problem is solved. That problem is going to get solved. We'll, we'll figure it out one way or another. So he actually goes and teaches um, co companies why to hire Z Z uh, veterans, how to hire them, and what tax breaks they can get just for hiring a veteran. And that can go up to $14,000 a year per veteran just for hiring a veteran. So, guys, if you're a CFO, CEO, and want to get your company veteran ready, write that write, write veteran down below. We'll get that information to you. But now, guys, we're all disabled vets here, all three of us. And a lot of us, for, for, for me, I mean, I can only talk for me. When I got hurt and lost my vision, I didn't have a mission anymore. Yeah. I didn't have a purpose. And that's why when I picked up your book, The DD-214 Secrets, and the first five pages was about finding who you are and finding a mission again, that's how I got hooked. So talk about that, because you now I think OVF has over 3,000 members. So talk about veterans and finding a mission again after service. Yeah, yeah. Take it however you want to take it. You going to take Go it, Chris? All right. So I go second. <laughs> number, like, so we've been we've been doing this now for several years. Um, again, with Liam, fully with Liam for three years under the OVF banner. And one thing that we have learned, and we talk about this very extensively behind the scenes, and one of the main reasons why we built the new course the way we built it, um, we truly believe that the reason that you see 22 a day, and then that number is higher, but 
statistically we know 22 a day. It's the, the buzz phrase, right? We know why those veterans are doing these things. They're feeling lost, abandoned, and unsupported. They're losing their mission. They're losing camaraderie. They're feeling like there is no other options. And I'll tell you, you know, we've helped veterans start a lot of businesses, thousands of businesses now, hundreds of them, very, very successful. One of them even made over a billion dollars. But I'll tell you, and Liam can speak to this too, the messages, the the emails, the replies that of veterans reaching back out to us and saying, thank you for creating that video today. Thank you for replying to this email. Thank you for reaching out. I didn't take my life today because you guys are showing me that there is another, there's another mission. There's something more. There is more purpose. There is another community. There is more camaraderie there. There is more. And I think that um, that's the, I mean, I don't think I know that's a huge driving force behind what we do and why we do it is yeah. Like it changed my life to go through these phases and do that. And then Liam went through it and he changed his life and we've helped hundreds of thousands of people do it now, but ultimately it's really realigning them with purpose and showing them like, Hey, this is, you still have all of these amazing attributes, many of which were instilled in you through the military, right? They jumped millions of dollars into making who you are. You still have all that. And to be able to harness that and apply it into something that you're passionate about, that brings you joy, that makes you jump out of bed every morning and be excited and then show you how to make money doing that, how to actually make that a profitable thing you do. That is what we do. That is what we love to do. And it all starts with realigning with that purpose. And without that purpose, it's, it is the ailment that so many don't pay attention to, right? We're all worried about the band-aids and, and the, and the prescriptions to cover things, but we're not going back to the ailment and the ailment, in my opinion, is the lack of purpose, the lack of mission, the lack of, of knowing what to do next. Um, personally, I think that the crazy thing is when we get out, we are still attached and have that additional mission of the government, the military, and how we are serving. Uh, I believe the other reason why we get so lost when we get out is we're not self-aware enough at the time to realize that that is what the problem was, is that it's just the loss of brotherhood and the mission, but it wasn't our mission to begin with. That's why realigning and finding your own personal mission in life is what's going to bring you back from the brink. And, you know, one thing I love about you guys is, like I said, when I took the course, it was a th Thursday night course. It was for like 12 weeks and I've taken many courses and I've taken many courses by, you know, John Lee Dumas and all these other people, a lot of other people. And I've learned from, but the difference between your course and any other course I've ever took was accountability. If we didn't show up on Thursday night and not doing our homework, we're getting an ass chewing. <laughs> we want to find out why you didn't put in the work. And then we also had six or seven other people, which I'm still friends with all of them, saying, well, why didn't you do the work this week? So I, I think that's the best thing. One of the best things about you, your, your courses are you actually have an accountability part. Because just if you have a course and nobody's seeing you doing the work, you're not going to put the work in. Correct? Yeah. You know, you touched on something that Liam and I go back and forth on a lot. And the digital world, I truly believe it's, it's the frontier, it's the future, right? What we're doing now is just the, the tip of the iceberg of what's to come. But ultimately, too, we have to look at the stats. And, and I'm a very data-driven kind of guy, especially in my marketing. And one of the things that I've seen 
is that there's less than a 3% completion rate for digital courses. For someone who buys a 3,000, even $10,000 digital course, there's less than a 3% completion rate. And when Liam and I looked at each other and we're like, well, obviously all our, our audience is online and the best way to serve them in the comfort of their home is a digital course. How do we negate that? How do we, how do we solve that problem? Because we don't want to be selling courses for the sake of selling courses. We want to change lives. We want to show them the tools and the experiences that helped us. And a big part of that is accountability. A big part of that is baking in uh, a structure that allows you to, to not only feel driven to do these things, but to hold yourself accountable to do them. Uh, it, and I, I think it really comes from the fact that like Liam and I design things based on what we would want if we were the ones going through it. Like be the hero you wish you had. That's like the big mindset behind a lot of what we build. Is, is build what you wish you had, put the things in that you wish you had. Is this somewhere where we've stumbled in the past? Well, then let's make sure that no one else stumbles there in the future. And accountability and building in what we call level of care uh, is really important to us, yeah. And that Ray, level of you... care can be calling you on your bullshit. <laughs> I care enough to call you on your excuses, exactly, yep. And you did it a couple times with me. You're like, bro, you're fucking up. You need you need to step your game up, and I was like, oh, okay, I got to step my game up. But you know, like when I was taking the course, some of the stuff I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit and whatever. And then I and I told you guys it happened to me as me and my wife were eating dinner at a fancy restaurant. Something came up on her her phone on her Facebook, and she went through the whole sales process exactly the way you guys set it up. And even if it was a hundred dollars a month, she did it within one click. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. And then when I told her what I've been doing for the last 12 weeks and I showed her what she just did, she was like, now I get it. Yeah. So, but a lot of people don't realize that, you know, this is the world that we live in. And if you don't think that, that what we're doing now is the future, look at your 10 year old, where are they at? Mm -hmm. They're on their phone. They're on their iPad. 12 hours a day on YouTube. So it's not going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger. So talk about that. I think I've talked enough. Liam, take this one. <clears throat> talk about uh, it going bigger. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, I got 11 years old. She starts school tomorrow. And from the whole summer, from the minute she got up to the minute she went to bed, it was either her watching short video on, on her iPhone or on her iPad, or on her Twitch. So everything is, that's where it, it's all heading. So if people think this whole social media thing is going away, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Because everybody oh. talks shit about no, people no. watching TikTok, but I see my wife scrolling watching cat videos. Mm -hmm. so, Whatever holds so, attention, right? So yeah. digital marketing is not going anywhere it's just in its infancy so talk about that guys and it's also getting easier and easier to do with the help of ai the ai is helping you produce and create all this better content that you still have to insert yourself into i've dove real deep into this world for <laughs> uh since november and I'd like to think that I've gotten pretty good with it, but you can automate next to everything. I'm literally going to take this podcast that you 
created and us being on it and turn it into a butt ton of content using AI. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just becoming more and more accessible for the average person without tech experience to be able to do these things. I know that AI in itself can be quite scary, but everything's scary when you don't know enough about it, right? Yeah. I think ultimately, too, it comes down to, you know, digital marketing is just marketing using a digital format. And marketing itself is a, it's a tool. It's a something that every company needs, right? You need attention to create sales. Marketing is essential. We just have the ability now. And then Liam said it perfectly. It's where the attention is, right? And so wherever the attention is, like, and you said it too, Richard, your 11-year-old's glued to the phone. I've got an eight-year-old that if I didn't police his time, he would be on YouTube shorts all day, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And so, and TikTok too. <laughs> TikTok's another one that's blowing up huge. People resist it because it's owned by China and all these different things. But I know people right now that are making very, very good money posting one to two to three videos a day on TikTok, right? Yep. And they're like 30 seconds long. It's not a lot of effort. But anyway, I digress because I want to just bring up that like ultimately – what we do is we we capture attention, right? We're marketers. We capture attention and we drive that attention where it needs to go. And if we can keep in our minds that just stay where the attention is. Right now, it's on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, LinkedIn, right? That's where it is. And so many people are scared like, oh, my goodness, what happens if Facebook goes away? Perfect. Great. Because something's going to replace it. The yep. attention's going to go somewhere. And we just go where the attention is. And yep. we just keep doing what we're doing. Because we're not in the business of being Facebook influencers. We're in the business of changing veterans' lives. And where the veterans are is where we go. And, and I think that if you look at marketing and the digital landscape that way, and you just chase where the attention is and put yourself in front of it, you'll win. And, you know, and, and I, like I had dinner with a judge on last night. We had dinner and we were talking about AI. And he's like, AI is just like me hiring my assistant. All she's doing is assisting me. It's AI's been around forever, except now we're just we're able to do it, and we're not paying somebody else to be able to do it. Like I think I'm paying Chat GPT for I think twenty twenty five bucks a month, but still, you know, it's it's helping me with with my content. I'm not using it as a crutch. I'm using it as a tool. Yeah. And I think you know a lot of people are so well Chat GPT this and Chat GPT that or ba or Bard or whatever it's called. If you're putting like, I know that if you give me a hammer, I'm not going to be able to do shit with it. But if you give a professional mason a hammer, he could build something nice. So it's it's what you're putting into AI that's making a difference than what somebody else is putting into AI. Hundred percent. Correct or right or wrong. Hundred percent. Just right. just in between Liam and I, like I'm a really proficient marketer, but Liam blows me out of the water when it comes to AI. Like the things I can create on like a mid journey or a chat GPT, I'll send that to Liam and it's like child's play to him. He'll send the, he'll put in a couple of prompts. And the next thing I know, he's spitting out things that blow my mind. And like, I've been playing with it for hours trying to figure it out. Right. So it really, it is, it comes down to, they are a tool, not a crutch. And, and you have to be able to use that tool properly to produce the right stuff. And, and like Liam's modest, he had a huge company, one of the biggest education companies online right now who is is currently in the works of making him do a masterclass for them so they can teach AI to their students. That's how proficient this guy has gotten lately. 
Um, just want to give him a quick shout out because he's been putting a lot of time and effort into learning that stuff, and he's becoming quite the master. You know, and now I want to put something out there because you know, I since you took gave me that course, I've dug so I'm digging so I got into such a rabbit hole. I mean, you guys introduced me to Jeff Lerner, Russell Brunson, uh, now Hermosi. You know, you guys got me into that deep rabbit hole. And it's amazing, like a lot of people will shit on Hermosi because of what he did last week, which was, was frigging amazing. Yeah. When you have 300,000 people show up to something free and then he didn't end up selling anything at the end, it kind of just tipped, it kind of flipped the whole Russell Brunson script totally different. But it's all, it's all marketing. It's just done in different ways. So a lot of people think, oh, I don't like marketing. Well, everything is marketing. If you're married, Somebody got bought, somebody got sold. Yep. Everything is sales and marketing. So talk about that, you know, because I think a lot of people are like, I don't like sales. Well, do you, are you driving a car? Yeah, well, somebody got bought, somebody got sold. Yeah. So talk about that in, you know, in today's world. So yeah, are, are you sitting on the couch or what? Oh, go ahead, Liam. Are you? It comes down to uh, you sell yourself on everything. The ne negative connotation around sales is idiotic, in my opinion. It's everyone thinks it's a used car salesman that is, and that sales all encompassing, right? Every time you make a decision in your life, am I going to have the banana or am I going to have a bag of chips? You're selling yourself right then in that moment on why you want one or the other. You spend more time sitting on the couch watching TV than doing what you know you should be doing. You sold yourself. So I think the biggest uh, fear around realizing that you sell yourself on everything is the fact that you now have to take ownership for everything that you do and choose in your life because the responsibility has always been on you you just sell yourself on why it is or isn't. That's beautiful, brother. I think ultimately Jocko, right? The extreme ownership. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we get to see him next month. He's going to be at Funnel Hacking Live. I'm going to try to get that man's hand, shake it. Um, but, you know, I think that ultimately is why, right? It is that looking at yourself, like, look, so every day in life, we are doing marketing and sales, conversations, everything that we do. And, when you look at the idea of I have to go up to a complete stranger and try to sell them something, uh, it, I think it's looking at it from the, the absolute wrong lens and it's going to create a really uncomfortable situation. Uh, one of the best ways that a mentor ever described this to me, he said, Chris, uh, I want you to tell me about the new Avengers movie. And I had just literally, I was, I just gone seen Endgame at the time. I'm at his house. We're about to do this three-day marketing intensive. And he's like, I want you to explain to me the new Marvels movie. And I just, I went off. I'm like, oh, it was amazing. You know, they finally got to come together. And he, you know, I just explained the whole thing to him. And he was like, great. You just sold me on going to see that. He was like, that's what you do. He's like, you're not selling me anything. You're just explaining to me why it's so awesome. And then if I like it, I'm going to go for it. But if I don't, then I won't. And all you have to do is collect the decision. 
And it changed everything for me. Explain. And in most cases, it's not really a logical explanation as much as an emotionally driven one. But talk to them, share what it is. I'm a pretty passionate person, so that emotion comes up, uh, comes forth naturally. And then say, hey, is that something you want to do or not? And if they say no, be okay with that because they're an individual and they can make their own decision and share it with someone else. When I started looking at the world of sales that way, everything changed. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to share with you the information. And if you can see value in it, then we'll continue the conversation. If not, we're going to move somewhere else because it's about providing you value, not selling you something. And it was like, it was a game changer for me. I just wanted to share that because I, I think that that, for me, if you if anybody could apply that, that would be huge. Well, something that changed my whole life and including my social media pages is I think we had, I think six or eight people in the class. And when we had to do our, uh, our web, our web page, you pretty much turned back six out of six because they didn't have the emotion in it. Hmm. And then when you, I wish I could remember the gentleman's name. I follow him on Instagram. He's amazing. Uh, but when he taught me or taught us how to write the hero's journey mm. and how to get people emotionally involved in your story, that's when the light bulb went off. And that's even every post I write, it's everything is for me, it's emotional driven because you can tell me everything you want about this brand new car, how great it is. But if you say, you know what? you'll be able to draw, drive your daughter up to the Pacific Coast Highway someday in that car. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't care about, you know, what kind of engine has got in it. But if you put me in there and get me emotionally involved, I'm sold. So yeah. talk about a lot of people not putting emotion in marketing, but then wondering why people are not pulling out their credit card to buy. So one thing I want to touch on really quick, and then I'm going to, I'm going to pass this over to Liam. Um, and, and this is a lesson I learned hard. Marketing and sales are not the same thing. And a lot of times we expect our marketing to sell things. But they are two very separate mechanisms. Marketing grabs attention and qualifies the, the eyeballs, whether or not they're supposed to be there, right, in their own mind, through that message that you're talking about, that emotionally driven message. Sales is a very different mechanism. Sales is actually objection handling and, and making sure that it is a good fit, right? So they're very two different things. And so one thing I wanted to just touch on is that in our marketing, we should share stories and it should be emotionally driven talking about the outcome that we receive that we want them to receive. In sales, now it's, it's much more specific. Now we are actually talking about real life problems with them and how uh, or for you, a dream, right? Going up the, East, the Pacific Coast Highway in that vehicle. Uh, that's a dream. We speak to the dream. We speak to the pain in the sales process. We speak to the overall outcome and the story in marketing. And when we can keep those things separate and not let them bleed together, we have way more effective results. And we have people that feel like they are on the right journey, taking the right steps. In the past, though, I've seen where they blend together and people are struggling, wondering why that amazing funnel that they built isn't selling them anything. It's because the, the funnel is a sales tool and you didn't qualify them with the marketing to get them there. So I just wanted to share that because it, 
they're two different, very separate, two very separate things that get mixed together very often. Liam? Well, one of uh, the stories that comes to mind is the woman that sells RVs. So she's like this number one saleswoman for RVs in her district or region, whatever it may be, and pisses off all the guys because they know she knows absolutely nothing about RVs. Eventually, one of the guys gets brave enough, goes up to her and asks her, uh, all right, I just got to know, how are you doing this? You know nothing about RVs, and yet you are selling all these RVs to everyone all the time. How do you do it? She goes, well, it's easy. All I do is whenever I have an appointment, I pack up a picnic basket. I take the family. We go on a scenic drive. We go to a beautiful location. I unfold the picnic blanket. We have a great lunch, great chat. And at the very end, when it's time to go, I simply ask, could you picture doing this with your family on the weekends? It's not the vehicle, it's the dream outcome that people want. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love that. Um, because, but I see a lot of, like, I think you, something that you guys really taught me and I, I geeked out on was split testing. And then, then when you told me about that and I bought all Russ and Russell's books, it was a whole, it was a shit show. Oh, uh, but I know that if I go on my Facebook page right now and I have a certain picture of me holding my daughter in my uniform, and if I put that out as a post and I, and I put that out as an ad, I know I'm going to be able to get thousands of leads. At They're going to get emotionally involved. And all of a sudden, I'm going to have shares and all like and everything like that. And I learned that from Christopher because he did a certain video and he had thousands of shares. Everybody was and it was just him walking around on camera. Yeah. Yeah. But he knows that if he puts that video out every time, it's going to get traction because it, it hits certain nerves. So talk about that a little bit. The video you're speaking about, um, I believe I shot four different or five, was it four or five, Liam, four different variations of that video. I just took my camera and I started walking around the old neighborhood I was living in. Um, and I was, I was literally venting to the camera. I was sharing with them why I was so upset, like what upset. And I, the one that ultimately worked really well was me venting about why life after the military didn't have to be a struggle. Right. Like it is for so many of us, myself included, for about a, for a better part of a decade. But it doesn't have to be because there are some of us that figured some things out. And that's all I was talking about in that video. But it came from an extremely emotional place. And I believe that's why, you know, that particular video did so well is it wasn't about OBF. It wasn't about skill set training or how much money we've seen people make or any of that. It was from a, a truly emotional place in my own story where it was like, it doesn't have to suck, guys. I know it does right now, but it doesn't have to. And you can join a community because we have the free Facebook group and start linking in. And now we have the app, right, which we didn't want to have to be tied down by Zuckerberg. And he was throttling our reach and doing all these things to us. So we started our own app, right? We just we bring attention somewhere else where we can actually 
foster that attention. But ultimately, yeah, I think I think that answers it. But Liam, do you want to add anything? Yeah. Was that the one where uh, you sent Joe and I the different copies and we were like telling you which one we liked best? And the ones we thought would work the best were absolutely the ones that did the worst. Mm-hmm. Bringing that's it back really to split testing right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, really good point. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the call, guys, like I'm a very data, I'm like a, I'm a nerd. I'm like a straight data driven geek when it comes to marketing and split testing and like spreadsheets like crazy. And one of the things that like I have learned in the, in the many, many years I've been doing this now is not to trust my own instinct, but trust the audience, right? We created five variations that the OVF team came together behind the scenes and voted on which ones we thought we were going to do best when we didn't agree on them to make, just so you guys know, we all had our own individual front runner. None of them won. It was the one that we gave the least amount of attention to. Cause it was, it was just me coming from emotion, no script, no points to hit, just sharing. And it was like, it just blew it out the water, blew it out the water. And it was honestly, because we split test, because we let the audience choose, we were able to have that winner. If we would have just tested the three that we thought were good, we wouldn't have never went anywhere. So that's a something to keep in mind too, is let the audience tell you what they want. Don't don't over, don't always think you know what's best because we learned that a couple of times. Well, you know what you we're talking <laughs> one more thing about the old course, and then I'm going to let you guys talk about the new course. Uh, one thing I learned from the old course is to trust your analytics. Yeah, because I thought I was talking to one audience. And then I would go into my Spotify and I would look at my demographics and I'm like, not even close. It yeah. wasn't even close. It was like, I was like 10 years off. And then I was like, okay, so once I started, okay, well, this is my, this is my demographic. This is who's actually listening. This is who, who I need to market to. And Facebook lets you market to the, the exact age and the exact whereabouts. But I think if you don't pay attention to your analytics, especially in today's age, because they do give a lot of analytics. If you don't pay attention to them, you're not going to be in business very long. No, yeah. It, you're guessing without them. And guessing is not doing business. You're gambling with your future, right? There's no reason not to use the information and resources at our disposal to be the most effective in our business. And that's really all that algorithms and the data and all that. Even a free Facebook, your personal Facebook, will give you enough information to know whether or not you are doing the right thing. Now, I highly recommend if you're going to run a business, get a business suite, do the business manager. You get a lot more analytics. Facebook will treat you way better. You don't want to be running a business from your personal profile. However, there are enough analytics there to know whether or not you are getting reach, doing the right things. And that's what's beautiful about what we do is there's no guessing. There's no gambling. It's this works based on data. Keep doing this. This didn't work based on data. Stop doing this done guys drop some knowledge on what you guys are dropping the new course so i am very excited about this because many many individuals like yourself, richard, <laughs> many individuals like yourself richard no i'm not excited at all um have have had the ability to work with us in the past and and gain some uh, some resources and be able to do things with those resources um, like I mentioned earlier in the call, we've helped thousands of veterans, hundreds of businesses formed, several millionaires made, one billionaire, Chris Wilson. Thank you so much, brother. We really appreciate you and all that you give back to our community as well. Um, but with all of that, 
we looked at it and we said, how can we make a bigger impact? We have vets that are changing their lives, but what's the difference? We have over 3,000 vets inside of our community, but we have less than 1,000 who are actively doing big things, changing their lives and living a fulfilled life. Not big things as in like making mind-bending money or, or creating these causes that are going to change the world. That's not what we're aiming around. Everyone's goals and dreams are their own, and they don't have to be like that. But what we looked at was what was the defining factors? What were the things, the key things that we were showing and doing that were allowing these individuals to go and create a life-changing success in relationships and business in in their communities. And then everyone else was kind of just still working it out or sitting on the sidelines waiting for someone to figure it out for them. And what was the difference? And we, we figured it out. It was several people had the opportunity to meet my mentor, Todd Campbell. Mm-hmm. Several people had had the opportunity, like yourself, Richard, yep. to get on several calls with a man who changed my life and allowed me to have tools and resources to have the ability to, to leave this charge with Liam and, and do different things and not be reactive, but be proactive. And whenever we brought this particular gentleman or any of our VIPs on, they were highly raved about, highly talked about. But the one with Todd, we had a two-part series that we did with Todd that was the most watched VIP training we have ever had. And the, I, I believe ultimately too, it was because it was it was giving people tools they had never had before. Just like when I first was introduced to Todd, like, what do you mean these, we could do these things? Like, and then when we apply it and we're like, oh wait, I, I can actually use my anger as a tool for good. Instead of exploding on my family, I can actually have com- meaningful conversations that allow me to express myself in a way that Uh, doesn't shut my family down or make my kids cry, which I used to do both. Right. And so how do we take that? How do we harness that? How do we give this key thing that's missing to everybody and have them empower their lives and change their lives? And if they're ready, then continue them down in the OVF Academy and and, and have them do the amazing things like start a business, learn a skill set, all these amazing things. How do we do that? And it, it is out of the trenches. Out of the trenches is the answer to how we do that. What we did was we designed a 30-day challenge. Now, there are seven modules that you can digest. If you took your time, you could digest these things in a weekend. We made them short, very executable, tactful, so you can get the 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 desired result you're looking for and then move it into a 30-day challenge with the accountability part we talked about, that level of care, where you're running with an entire community of people to achieve a 30-day goal. The goals revolve around the eight categories of life, which are not just about you know careers and finance, which are on there, but your spiritual, your family, your community, your actual attitude, who you are and how you show up. They're all part of what make our lives whole and allow us to drive forward and be effective. And what we've done is we've created this so that you can go through, you could actually establish where you are right now, clear as day, hard truth, this is where I'm at. This is where I wanna go. This is the next thing I need to do. One of those eight is usually is one of those things. I need to do to achieve where I want to go. In the next 30 days, I'm going to achieve that. And we help you reverse engineer. We break down a 30-day plan, broken down in weeks, and then daily action steps. So it's as simple as performing a couple of daily action steps repeatedly that compound that ultimately, if you do them, you achieve your goal. And we, we have, you know, obviously the challenge behind that where we're going to be getting really excited and sharing it all on social media and helping cheer you guys on. But ultimately... It's, it's going to allow anybody 
who takes this on to learn some really actionable tools and resources that they can rinse and repeat and apply to every area of their life to change it drastically in just 30 days. And we've already sent many people through as a beta to see how this would go. Phenomenal results already. And now we're exact, we're ready to like really launch this thing out to the public. And so on October 1st, we are actually going to launch this challenge, but we're going to be doing a huge reveal webinar where we're going to talk about the modules. We're going to talk about the structure. We're going to talk about the challenge. We're going to talk about all the things that we've built and share with you guys in detail how it works and then get you guys ready for a big push on October 1st because the whole month of October, we're going to be doing this 30-day challenge where we're going to show you guys how to use this framework of out of the trenches to absolutely level up and change your life. And you know I'm in. I'm already. I already got my days planned. I got. I'm. I'm already in. So, Lee, it, brother. What do you got to say about this? Oh, I'm excited. I don't want to give away too much information. Uh, the curiosity around this is awesome. The results that you're going to get are way better. Just all right. Nice but, and simple. So, Remember, silent Bob here. <laughs> But, you know, like for me, my my business didn't change until January 1st of this year is when I wrote two words down and I've been writing them every day since I, I get up in the morning before I go to bed. My two words for this year were intention and attention. Mm. And a lot of people, and I just wrote this down, um, a lot of people, the two biggest th things are, it, the reason why people fail are, fear and inaction you know like i've interviewed some of the guys that puts puts together gary v's shows mm -hmm. puts together um tony robbins shows and he says out of the 100 percent of the people that come 98 percent of the people are never going to do anything with what they just learned that's why they're that's why they keep coming back all the time because they don't actually act upon what you guys are being uh, what you what is being taught so I think a 30-day plan, because like even Hermosi, I don't care if you like him, I like him, the guy, but even he said it, you know, that if you don't have that first win in the first couple days or the first week, you're not going to want to keep going. It's kind of like being on a diet. If you don't lose a pound in the first week, you're going to say, fuck it. And you're just going to, you're not going to be on that, on the diet in three, week three. Yeah. So something like that. That's what I know you guys do because you did it with me. You guys make sure you get that first win quick so you have that vertical momentum. I had to, I had to do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but is, is that's something that's something you guys really uh, that you guys really push for is that you know stacking your wins like James Clear talks about, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, We've helped many, many people build courses, and that's part of the SOP we teach is regardless of the ultimate outcome you are or the, the result you're promising, if you don't give them a win almost instantly, they're going to check out and they're not even going to make it, right? And so you, you nailed it perfectly. And it doesn't have to be a big one. It just has to be a result that can keep them moving forward. Um, you know, uh, There's a pretty big company out there owned by two amazing, well, three amazing gentlemen, but I knew Landon and Stapes back when they were just trainers. Um, they own clients and communities. It's one of the largest like online, you know, uh, client getting Facebook groups in the world. 
Um, but they taught me very, very early on, you know, when they were still just my mentors, you know, six years ago, ride the winds, Chris, ride the winds, no matter how little or insignificant they may seem to you, to your audience, they will be big. And I think that's very prevalent when people start in the digital marketing space, you know, they start placing posts and they, they get, you know, 19 likes and one comment and they're like, man, I suck. I'm not doing this thing. But there are people out there who are even scared to post. And the fact that you talk about, hey, guys, I did my first post today. It was super scary. But guess what? 19 people interacted with it. How cool is that? There's going to be somebody sitting there being like, wait a second. They were scared. They did it and they got interaction. Maybe I need to get off my butt and do this thing. Right. And there's always the first grader is always going to be the master for the kindergartner. Right. Because they're that one step ahead and they can teach them the cool things they don't know. And so I always just think of it that way. It's like, um, you know, go out there, share your content, be the master, no matter how many likes, comments, shares, or money you're making right now, ride the win, share it. I got 19 new leads today. Amazing. I got to actually book a call from one of those leads. Phenomenal, right? And there's going to be people out there that are doing amazing that aren't even going, they're going to cheer you on or they're going to, they're going to say in their mind, they're going to chuckle and be like, good for him. Because I guarantee you, no one doing better than you is going to take the time to put you down. But, you know, something I'm also noticing because I, I follow, I'm a, I become a lurker for the people that are successful and the people that are not successful. Um, I notice that when it, if a person is just starting a business, they'll post something on, on whatever they're posted on. They might have 20 comments but 99% of the time, they're not replying to those comments. Huh. So where instead of at one point, you would have had 20 comments. Now the algorithm saying, well, you're replying. So now there's 40 comments yeah. and 40 likes. So it's going to kick you up into the algorithm. So I think a lot of people, they just put a post out, not for, not for intention or for attention, they're just putting a post out to put a post out and thinking, well, it's going to, it's going to make me a lot of money. But like, I know I go on my analytics and I think this month, I think we're up 200% in, in likes and videos and all that. But it's because I'm spending two hours a day answering comments, you know, wishing people happy birthdays. I'm, yeah. I'm putting the work in that a lot of people are not willing to put the work in. So talk about that a little bit about, you know, working in your business, not just on your business. Like comments and shares do not equate equate to income. They are a vanity metric. They they there are people out there with millions of views with zero dollars because of it. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, I think Richard's touching on it in the most amazing way is you need to care. <laughs> you when you post something you, and someone interacts with that you should naturally care enough to be engaged with it because your product, your service, your mission, your vision, the thing you want to say and your truth can impact them, can help them. At the end of the day, if that's the truth, if what you are sharing and you are sharing it from a place of servitude, which you want to better somebody, then when someone starts engaging with that, even if it's a thank you, you take the time to say you're welcome. How did it help you? Mm -hmm. Like the little things. And, and I get that, yes, those are algorithm boosters and it helps you get seen by more people. But it's also just like you care about what you're doing. 
And it, it should come pretty naturally to want to engage with these people. But again, I, I get it. In the online world, we have this, this mentality. And we actually are taught this by certain gurus. Just post once a day and you're going to be rich, right? Just keep posting. As long as you're posting. As long as you're doing the work. But at the end of the like, you, you got to actually engage with the audience, right? So, Liam, anything you want to add on it? Because I'm talking a lot. Um, you, you've got tons of insights, brother. I want to hear from you. Yeah, for me, it always came back to uh, just treat them the way you'd want to be treated yourself. That applies to everything with our business. Is If you were commenting on someone that you looked up to, how would it feel to you if they replied to you? It'd make you feel special, wouldn't it? Just because they took the time to respect your time that you took to post and reply then why not do it okay then let me ask you a question because i'm noticing this in business a lot um like when i had jeff on the show jeff Lerner, great dude awesome guy um he left me a great comment and he left me a great review and then after that you know dean graziosi left me a comment about how great the show is and all that but a lot of people don't really realize how important social proof is for your business. And not only that, but also reviews, getting reviews on like Google and such like that. I see a lot of companies, they have like no Google reviews and they're wondering why they're not getting a lot of hits is because they don't, they're not, they don't have a lot of social proof, especially when you're just starting out and you can't afford a lot of marketing. So talk about building up social proof too. Yeah. Social proof uh, becomes really important because not everyone wants to be the first person. There are select, there are three categories of people typically for adoption. And it's your early adopters, the people that are like, ooh, it's new, it's cool, let's get on it. I don't care if it works yet. I just want to experience this new thing. Then you have the second group of people. These are the people that wait to see how the early adopters do. And like, eh, it's working for them. All right, let's jump on board. And then the last group of people, you have to literally give them no other choice but to adopt. The best way I think of explaining this is the cell phone. When touchscreens came out, there were all these, sorry, older people that were not comfortable with the touchscreen. And yes, I was one of the people in this case that wasn't sure about the touchscreen because I'm paranoid about breaking my my phone in the beginning with just having it all glass. That was my reasoning for it. Yes, I'm justifying it. <laughs> but you had all these old people that you could not convince to get a smartphone with a touchscreen because they were comfortable with the flip phone. And it wasn't until you got them on board by giving them no other choice except for the touchscreen phones. That's how I think of it. And, you know, something before, you know, because I know we're starting to wind now, but something I, I really want to hit on is when everything, when I took the course is when my career with GNC ended. Um, and then I had to find different ways of making money. And when you guys told me, hey, guy, hey, Rich, the Internet's open 24 hours a day. GNC closes at, at nine o'clock at night. It opens up at nine o'clock in the morning. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, holy shit. You mean I could be making money from people buying in the Philippines 
when I'm sleeping at three o'clock in the morning. So I think it mm-hmm. once the it, you know a lot of people with evergreen products, and I want you to explain that a little bit. You know, once people realize once you have products like that, the internet never closes. So you can just have a continuous money flow, no matter if it's a holiday, a weekend, if it's the middle of the night, you could be making money 24 hours a day as long as you have good quality products on the Internet. So, guys, hit that a little bit. So evergreen in this in this essence is something that you create once and can be out there on your behalf, 24, 7, 365 creating value and delivering that message um, without you needing to be there. Great examples of this are online trainings, masterminds, uh, books. So the idea is in order to create generational wealth, one must remove the ability, like the reliance on time to make money, right? Time and money are not in the same equation. I should not have to, and nor should anyone, have to only trade my time for X amount of dollars to do that is the system we were grown up in and the system that we are believed or told to believe, but it is not the system that the wealthy run. And so what we do in the online space is we switch that on its head. Instead of spending all of our time to make money, we spend our time once creating an asset, putting our experience, expertise, our know-how into a digital, usually a video or a written form, that can be consumed 24 7 365 and when we do that we we give the same experience but we're freeing up our time and so we can then duplicate that exponentially into you know forever without us ever having to be there to do it and this to me uh is the answer to the future we call it scaling a digital business you either can scale by automating or delegating so replacing yourself with a person or a software right? AI. And what we do in most cases, with the exception of like phone calls and, and, and other areas where we believe you really do need that personal one-on-one touch. Um, you know, we do zoom calls, phone calls where we, we are there, we're live. It's us. We're talking right. Um, because we believe it needs that, but for the, the actual distribution of our trainings, for the distribution of our book, all of that stuff, we created it once and then we created a system, a sales funnel, uh, to distribute that. And then we just keep driving attention to that sales funnel and it sells for us 24 seven. And then if you learn to automate the attention, which we use Facebook ads, I've been doing Facebook ads very successfully for six years now. Um, when you apply the automation, which is Facebook ads to the, the traffic and you apply automation to the business itself, which is the delivery of the trainings and books. Now you have an automated business that you can actually spend time fulfilling on missions and talking to clients and doing more because the the heart plug, the, the heartbeat of the business itself is run 24 7 365 digitally without you having to actually be there you just keep an eye on it make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do and that to me is the future that to me is what we teach we try to get everybody that we work with to a level where they actually have time so you can have your cake and eat it too right so you have time and you have the business which in a lot of cases, mine too, which is why I switched to digital, I couldn't have both. It was either making good money and I had no time or I had time and my money started to dwindle. And evergreen assets, sales funnels, learning how to properly place ads or drive traffic or use affiliates to drive that traffic, they're the lifeblood of, of where this is going and, and how you can have a really successful, profitable business that you are not 
shackled to 24-7. Liam? What are your thoughts? Liam? Always hard to follow. Always hard to follow, Chris. Uh, to sum it up, I think that, uh, yeah, sorry. Train left station. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also – left me. There's also different platforms like that. Like if I put a post out on Facebook, you might see it for a little while and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. But if I put a video up on YouTube, it's going to live there. Or if I put a, put something up on Pinterest, it's going to live there forever or for a really long time. Yeah. And it's, it might just keep popping up and keep popping up. So I think if you're going to be in, in digital marketing, you should also look for platforms where it's not just, you're just not going to put it up once on Instagram and then it's gone, correct? 100%. Yeah. You've got the ones that are good flash in the pan, Facebook being your best option for flash in the pan, which is that quick result. But Facebook also, Facebook's algorithm is built to see it and then forget it, right? Even the most viral videos within a week or so are gone on Facebook. However, when you start to look at things like TikTok and YouTube, they actually build momentum over time. And TikTok, especially right now, we've seen this happen time and time again, where people will be posting videos, posting videos, 100 views, 200 views, 100 views, 200 views. And they'll have that one video that they go and it's 10,000, 20,000, whatever it is, you know, above 10,000 views. And the minute that video hits, all of a sudden, all the other ones start climbing and climbing and climbing. And now the ones that had 100 views have 1,000 views because the 10,000 view is driving all that attention back to the profile. And TikTok is showing more and more and more of your stuff. Where on Facebook, for example, if you see one of my ads, just because you liked my ad doesn't mean Facebook's going to start showing you more of my content. It's just not how that works. Um, they will start showing you more of my organic content if you liked some of my organic content, but they're not going to start showing you my ads either. It's they're like they they separate the two. Where TikTok, YouTube, uh, which I'm going to keep bringing those two up because they're the ones that grow over time. They they really do start to um, compound on itself, and then you know YouTube is where people go for TV, right? It's replacing TV. And so if you can get on YouTube and you can get daily views, not only can you start driving traffic through monetization of sponsorships, but Facebook will start get or sorry, YouTube will start giving you money for viewership for, for their own sponsorships that they do. Yep. So I, I agree with Richard. If you're going to be building digital assets, build a diversity of them because none of them are promised forever, but be build, be putting a lot of your stock, a lot of your time and effort into the ones that actually build over time. And don't flash in the pan. Liam? Get clear on your intention. Always have an intention when you're creating your content. You want to be solving problems and think of the result that you'd want uh, to the viewer's result that they would get from watching it. How would they feel when they're going through it? You want to create content that is going to be engaging and build up your know, like, and trust for that. And doesn't matter what business you have, any one of them would need these things. But you know, be known. And but a lot of people don't realize that Google is the number one search engine. Yep. YouTube mm -hmm. is the number two search engine. Yep. 
They're both owned by the same company. Yeah. Same thing with mm -hmm. LinkedIn, and I think it's Microsoft. I so I think they're they're LinkedIn also. So it's kind of like you have you have to go where the attention is. But like Garrett, my friend Gary Vaynerchuk says, if you're not everywhere, you're nowhere. Because if, if Zuck, like even Brunson, Brunson talked about, if Zuck just smacks you down one day, and your your whole business is just built on one platform, yeah. you're out of business. You know, so I, I love that. So I, I read something when we put before you guys were going to come on that you guys are doing something special for like 370 veterans. Did I read that correctly or am I just seeing shit? No. Yeah. So this challenge that we're putting on, what we're doing is patriots, veterans, their families. We want to create a community of support. And through this challenge, we're going and we're going to make a, a big announcement on uh, the 26th of this month is when we're going to be doing the big masterclass reveal for all of this. And we're going to share all the details of how it all works and all those things. But ultimately, in a nutshell, this challenge, what we are going to be creating is not only a momentum of change, but we are also going to be using the proceeds from this to scholarship. 375 veterans for an entire year. Not only are we going to give them skill set training through OBF Academy, which is advanced marketing, sales, copywriting. Uh, we're talking into uh, real estate investment and some other things right now, bringing them on the table as well. Um, but you also get scholarships into uh, personal growth and development, and you also get access to the community itself. And so it's going to be a huge, huge thing for almost 400 vets to get access to what we do in a whole a whole year's ride for it to change their lives based on the momentum and the the support from this challenge and we're really really excited about sharing all the details of how that works um on the 26th on our big webinar that we're going to be doing um but yeah 375 veterans is our goal before the end of this year to have full scholarships into um high level skill set and high level mindset training that has changed not only my life and Liam's life, but every success story we've ever worked with. Okay, but it's something you guys taught me, and because I wanted the book for free, and you're like, uh, no, buy the damn book, because mm -hmm. those that pay, pay attention. Mm -hmm. So how much okay. is this course going to cost? So... Great question. So to scholarship a veteran into, or to scholarship anybody, we scholarship veterans, no one else, but this, we let everybody in. Scholarships are veteran only, to be very, very clear. Um, the scholarship a veteran for an entire year is roughly $1,000. It's a little bit less than $1,000. So what we have done is we've created scholarships that pay $800 of that tuition. And all we ask is if the veteran wants to activate and take advantage of it, that they invest $100 of their own money. So they have skin in the game. They're paying to pay attention. We'll pay, again, lion's share. Almost all of that scholarship is paid by us. And then we just ask, put a little skin in the game so we know you're paying attention. And there may or may not be a way to even make that back once you've proved it to us, right? Uh, I don't want to get, I don't want to go into all the details on that right now. We, we have a lot we're going to share with you guys on the 26th on all the details of this. But yes, you are right. And we've seen it in the past where people get full rides and they don't even do anything with it. And so there's a little, we do ask for you to put a little bit in. It's a deposit on your future, but it's not nothing to break the bank. 
So then where is this, where would they be able to find this information? Because this is going, this is this is out right now on the September 5th. So where would they be able to find this coming up? So yeah, absolutely. Um, on our Facebook page, there will be several posts rolling out over the next several weeks where they're going to be talking about exactly this. Um, keep Mark your calendar right now. Put a date in your phone, pull out your phone, pull out Google Calendar, do whatever you got to do, set an alarm so that you know that on September 26th, Tuesday, September 26th, at uh, 6 p.m., or sorry, 5 p.m. PST, and then that would be 8 p.m. EST, so 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST, I'm going to be jumping on and I'm going to be sharing with you guys all the details of the challenge, of the scholarships, of the of the movement we're creating. So we want to make sure that everyone's there live so you can benefit from knowing this firsthand. Uh, and we're going to be doing a lot of marketing and momentum leading up to that to make sure that anyone who wants to be involved, whether they want to be there to support the vets, they are a vet who's looking for this framework, um, you know, maybe they want to. There's, a, there's an opportunity that we're going to be talking about for people to sponsor vets even into the challenge so that they can be a part of it with them and give them this framework for change. Uh, so there's a lot of really cool things that we're going to be sharing all the details of on that webinar on the 26th. But until then, just, just know that if you ever need OBF, we're, we're on Facebook, we have a group, and we have the app, which you can join at any time. So And where do we find that app? If you go right to our, our Facebook group, uh, it is literally the first link you can click on to join our app, to join the free app. It's the big thing we promote right there in the Facebook group. Okay. So, and on our fan page on Facebook as well. All right, Liam. So you're going to take us out. So so take us out in style, brother. Bring the heat. Bring the heat with what? The outro, bro. The send off. If, if you've got that luscious of a beer, of a beer. <laughs> You should be able to have the most amazing outro ever. It's just, it's because you put him All on right. the spot. Otherwise, he already, had, he would have had it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I said, guys, make oh, sure you okay. OVF. It's, it's an amazing group. I'm in there all the time. I like to lurk and I like to watch some amazing people. So definitely check out the OVF Facebook group. And it's free. Come on, free. Who doesn't love free? Yeah. You know? So guys, honestly, I, want... I think this. Go ahead, Liam. Uh, I think this is the challenge that's going to be coming up is going to be a great opportunity for those of you that ha uh, have a veteran in your life that's struggling right now, and they've kind of resisted help of any kind. This is a good way of showing them support and getting them a win and hopefully pulling them out of that funk that they're in right now. And you get to go through it together and build that, that relationship back up to where it used to be. If it was lacking. I love it. I, I can't wait. Like I said, I, I, I got, I'm already in and I can't wait to start implementing it. That's why when my wife throwing darts, I'm going to be throwing money darts. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. And I just want to say, and I mean it with all my heart without you, I wouldn't have what I have. I wouldn't be able to go sit in the back in my, my new backyard, sitting in the back of my jacuzzi if it wasn't for you guys. So I just want to say thank you. You guys changed my family's destiny. We love you, brother. Thank you. I love you guys. So guys, if you're a veteran, make sure you check out OVF. 
And guys, you know, I'm a big Joel Osteen guy. I don't care if you like him or not. But he also says that, you know, you can either choose to be the victim or the victor. And the, the services wanted us to become the victims and we decided not to be victims anymore. And we we're, we're victors now. So why don't you join the victory parade at OVF? All right, guys. I love you guys and have an amazing week. Keep kicking ass. Love you, brother. Talk soon. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, everyone. Right, good. We'll grow a beard one day. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs>